0: Om agyan timirandhasya gyananjana salakhaya chakshurun melitam ye na tasmay shri gurave namaha namo om vishnu padaya krishna presthay bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swamini Namaste Saraswati Deve, Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvishesha Sunyavadi, Paschatyade Satarine, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Rama, Hare Hare. Just share the screen here. So basically nothing much on the screen. For those online they can see the screen. So, today's topic is Understanding Srila Prabhupada's Name. So, taking advantage of this uh, COVID-19 lockdown, quarantine, stay home, whatever it is called. um, We will take this opportunity to do more Harikatha and topics about Krishna. So, we thought that it is good to brush up on the basics, because many devotees... I mean, let me ask you a question. I think you have seen the question in the WhatsApp or Facebook or somewhere. Like, what is the meaning of Prabhupada's name? Why do we say his Divine Grace? Why do we call him Prabhupada? Why is Srila Prabhupada? What is Srila? A.C. Bhaktivedanta. What is A.C.? So, many things devotees... It startles me sometimes that devotees are not aware of these things. And when we chant Namo Mishnupadaya Pranati Mantra for Śrīla Prabhupāda. What is the meaning of such mantra? That mantra that we chant. So, we should know everything that we are doing. It is a fact that Krishna consciousness is the most correct thing to do in this in this world. But while we are practicing it, if we do not know why we are doing it or what we are doing, then how much can we actually derive the benefit? And when we are singing the songs, we, are, we sing so many songs every day, starting with Mangalarti, Guruvastika song, and uh, Narasimhari Tulasi Puja, Guru Vandana during. Uh, at 7 o'clock, then we have Bhogarati song, Gaurarati song, so what are the meanings of these songs? We have to know. The very fact that we are chanting it every day means it is very important thing, right? So we should know. If if it is so important, if we do not know what it is, then why are we even chanting it? And why do we chant Hare Krishna? These things we have to know, as devotees we have to know these things. So we have taken this opportunity to just conduct these classes so that we can share this knowledge of course it is very um, audacious to say that I know about Prabhupada so I am explaining no this is not from that angle this is uh, presented as a humble service so that we understand Srila Prabhupada as much as he he has revealed himself at least that much actually no one can ever understand Srila Prabhupada the extent to which his glory is um, emanate or Expand. We cannot even conceive. Because he is the personal incarnation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's words, Nagaradi Gram, sarvatra Naam Every town and village of this world, my name will be chanted, Harinam will be chanted. This was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prediction, and Srila Prabhupada actually uh, made that a reality. Until then people were only thinking it was a poetic way of saying but they never thought it would become a reality. Uh, So just we can imagine what is the status of Srila Prabhupada, how great he is, we cannot, we can only have a slight glimpse. So at least we should know what his name is. So we will start with that and then uh, we will also try to understand the meaning of the Pranati Mantra. I hope we can cover all this in about an hour. may say what is there, what to speak one hour about this (laughs) but actually it is deep, it is very deep so we will look at the name as you can see you are aware of this many times you have seen his divine grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada so this is not how he was always called when he was born, this is not how his name came out so this name is a progression of on different stages of his life, he have accepted different parts of this name and finally his name was completely came to be known as this. So, this is one reason why although there is no difference between the appearance and disappearance of a great Acharya, a pure devotee, the disappearance day is even more exalted because by the time he has left this planet his glories are fully known if you see, if you understand the name of the his full name, the meaning of the full name of Prabhupada you will understand that this name is only gotten because of his extraordinary service extraordinary position but that it was not known when he was when he entered this world in 1896 September 1st 1896 nobody knew his glories. So, the appearance and the disappearance of a great personality or the Lord are both actually very glorious. Just like sunrise and sunset are both glorious to look at, very beautiful. But in the, in the case of uh, a great personality or incarnation, the disappearance is even more significant because by then all his glories are known. So, as Prabhupada's glories became more and more known, his name became more and more um, full. The fullness of his name increased. So, you will understand why I am saying that. So, when he was born, when he appeared in this world in 1896, his father's name was? What was Prabhupada's father's name? Huh? Huh? See, this much we know about our spiritual master. see? Initiated devotees. Hmm? Full name. Gaur Mohande. De is the family name. D E and Gaur Mohan is his father's name if you read the Krishna book in the beginning of Krishna book he actually dedicates the book to his father he says book dedicated to Gaur Mohan De, my beloved father who is a pure devotee of Krishna he says that in the Krishna book in the beginning you can read that so his father um, named him his parents named him Abhay Charan De. That was his given name. Abhay Charan De. De is a family name. Abhay Charan is his name. So then, when he became initiated, name changes, right? So then, Siddhan Saraswati Thakur. When did he? When did get initiated? Huh? 1969 he was already in America initiating disciples <laughs> he had a few disciples already by then <laughs> ok when did he first meet his guru what is his guru's name Hmm. hmm? Goswami Saraswati now, you should stay the full name. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada or Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. So, so, when did Prabhupada first meet him? You know? Hmm? 1863, come on, he appeared in this world in 1896, no, when he was 26 years old, so he met Srila Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur in 1922, yeah, 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 so was he married or not married at that time, when he met Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, he was married, He was married, huh? Now he's confused. He was, he was married. Did he have any kids? No, at the time of meeting, Of course he had kids, but when he met Pakistanksidan Saraspututaku, did he have any children by then? Sure. How many? Two children he had by then, two sons. So, he met Saraswati Thakur in 1922, but he got initiated by him only in 1933, officially. 11 years later. But, Sri Prabhupada said that, the very day I met him first, I already accepted him as my spiritual master in my heart. And I was always, and because on that day, it was a very significant day. Because actually his friend asked him that let us go and see this master, this one big uh, nice guru is there, one big uh, sadhu. Prabhupada was not very much interested in going because his father, Prabhupada's father always used to invite some sadhus to home and give them prasadam and ask them to bless this small boy Prabhupada, that time Abhay Sarande, that please bless him so that he may become Servant of Radharani. That's what he always used to ask any sadhu he meets, he will invite them home and he will give them prasadam and ask them to please bless his son so that he becomes servant of Radharani. That was always his request. But Prabhupada saw the character of those so-called sadhus were all shady. But still his father gave them the respect of sadhus. But Prabhupada's that they were not up to mark and they were doing many nefarious things. So he did not have any high impression of a sadhu because he did not have a good experience with sadhus. He knew that sadhu means a devotee of Krishna and of course he is a pure devotee. So when his friend said, "No, there is one nice sadhu, you know, he is giving very nice lectures and, you know, constructing many temples, you know. So. Reluctantly, he went, okay, so let's go. So then um, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur asked him, Oh, you, you are very nice boys, so you know English because he studied in Scottish Church College, British education. So Prabhupada was very good at English, and that it was a rarity at that time. In 1922, everybody was Hindi only, Hindi, Bengali, their own languages. If anybody knew English, it was a big thing. So only the higher section of society they knew English very well. So, mm. Prabhupada, uh, Bhatshidana Saraswati Thakur said, you know English, so please speak, uh, preach this message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the English speaking world. Then Prabhupada offered an argument that now we are under the British rule, we are not independent, who will listen to our message? So first we should get independence, he was actually a supporter of Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. So, mm. We should get, get independence. After that, people will respect what we say. So, first, independence is the first. Then, Bhakshadhan Sarasvathagur said, No, this is not correct. The message, that then, in the Bhagavatam it is said, Apratihata means, um, there is nothing that can check the progress of this movement. Uh, it doesn't depend on whether we are dependent or independent. In fact, we are always dependent on the laws of nature and we are kicked. The so-called... Uh, understanding of independence is a myth, nobody is independent. So um, and we should not wait for some other material, there is no material situation that can be make a spiritual uh, movement favorable, no. By spiritual movement, everything material will become favorable. So the mover is always the spirit, not matter. Even in our body, what is moving? The soul is there, we are the soul inside, that's why this body is moving. On its own, the body cannot move. Similarly, the spiritual movement of Krishna consciousness is what will actually move the world in the proper way. So then, um, Prabhupada accepted defeat. He was defeated by Bhaktisadan Saraswati. Then he understood. He understood in his heart that the Krishna consciousness movement is now in the right hands. So Bhaktisadan Saraswati is the right man to actually bear the torch of Krishna consciousness. So anyway, he said, since then I have always been thinking how to serve this instruction that preached in the English speaking world, western countries and it was a significant moment. and eventually sometimes he donated, he was still in the grahastha ashram and he had a business, pharmaceutical business, he was very expert at that. and. Um, he was giving some donations to Gaudimat here and there, but he was not fully involving much. Um, but he was always thinking how to fulfill his order. So anyway, 1933 he got officially initiated. And then his name became from Abhay Charan Day. Hmm? Loud. Not Vindam. Abhay Charanara Vinda Das. Abhay Charanaravinda Das Now we have to understand what is the meaning of Abhay Charanaravinda AC Many times I ask devotees What is AC Bhaktivedanta Swami or, What is name of Prabhupada AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada His divine grace is AC Bhaktivedanta Okay what is AC They will become stuck hmm. So Abhay Charanaravinda So his name was Abhay Charanaravinda Charanaravinda Das now what is abhay Charanaravinda? So two words abhaya Charanaravinda. So abhaya. Bhaya means what? In Malay it's danger. In Malay it's danger. Actually it come from comes from uh, the Sanskrit word Bhaya. Bahaya is danger, right? in Malay. So, it actually comes from Sanskrit. Bhaya means actually fear. When there is danger, you become fearful. So, it is actually connected only. But in Malay, it is especially called danger. But in um, Sanskrit, it is fear. So, Bhaya means fear. Abhaya means opposite. Fearless. Fearless. So, Abhaya means fearless. And Charanaravinda is actually Two words. What is the two words? Charana and another one. Aravinda. Charana plus Aravinda is Charana Aravinda. This is called joining. These rules of joining in grammar. I don't know if it is in there in Tamil. When two words are joining, we have some rules like that. A plus A becomes A. You have that? Yeah, this is Sandhi. Vichhed. Sandhi means joining, Vichhed means to separate. So Abhay Charanaravinda. Charanaravinda is two words, Charana and Aravinda. Now what is Charana? Of course you know. You are Googling, is it? What are you doing on your phone? <laughs> No, 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 no. Two words, Sharana is different, Charana is different. Sharana, Sarana means shelter. Charana means, of course, in Tamil it is almost the same, the pronunciation. But actually in Sanskrit too, Sharana is different, Charana is different. Charana means feet, feet. Aravinda means lotus. Aravinda means lotus. So, Charana Aravinda means lotus feet. Vande Guru Sri Charanaravindam, the lotus feet of the Guru, but here it is not Guru in this name, Abhaya Charanaravindam, Abhaya Charanaravinda, now what is the meaning of this, Charanaravinda means lotus feet, Abhaya means fearless, Abhaya Charanaravinda means fearless lotus feet, what is the meaning, what is fearless lotus feet? You know, what is fearless Lotus? What is my wife? What is this? You know, huh? Then why feet? Why fearless feet? No, 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 they are preaching coming, nothing, no, this, I am not talking about him, I am not talking about him, what is the meaning of these words, Abhaya Charanaravinda, fearless lotus feet, what, what, what is this, so, the lotus feet, if we take shelter of that lotus feet, we will be fearless. The lotus feet which award fearlessness. Bhajahuremana Hure Mana Abhaya Charanaravindare Vindhare Abhaya Charanara Vindhare Bhaja Mana Abhaya Charanara Sri Nanda Nandana Nanda Nandana means what? Krishna, Nanda Maharaj's son, Krishna. So Krishna's feet are Abhayacharan Aravinda. Because when you take shelter at Krishna's lotus feet, what happens? Why? Why you become fearless? Huh? Protection from what? Daivihyesha gunamayi mamamaya duratyaya Oh, this is stuck. Okay. But online they can see. Mamevaya prapadyante maya tarantite. This is from the 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, verse 14. Hmm? This divine energy of mine, consisting of the three modes of material nature, is difficult to overcome, but those who have surrendered unto me, can easily cross beyond it. So what is the fear? What is fear? When does fear arise? When does fear arise? Only death. death, Other times you are not fearful. Fear arises, okay. When some danger comes. Hmm. Clever. Some... So, here, Bhayam. Now, let us look at Bhayam. Then, we will understand what is Abhayam. Abhayo Charanaravanda. So, Bhayam, this is from the Srimad Bhagavatam 11th canto, 2nd chapter, 37th verse. Oh, this is stuck, but... Bhayam ah, dvitiya bhinivesyata hasyat eesad apetasya viparyayo smritihi. And now, it is showing. Huh? Tanmaya yato budha bhaktyaika esham gurudeva tatma bhayam. When does bhayam come? Fear arises. Oh, this will take time here. Online it is alright. Fear arises when a living entity misidentifies himself as the material body because of absorption in the external illusory energy of the Lord. So whenever we think that we are something else than the soul, if we think we are the body, that's when fear starts. Why do people go to work? Because if they don't work, the body cannot be maintained. It is fear. You may say, no, 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 I am not fear, I am enjoying my work. Okay. If there was no salary, will we go there to work? No. Because the main thing is, however your job satisfaction or whatever it is, you have to have the money in the end that is the real satisfaction if that money is not there however satisfying the job is you cannot maintain yourself no therefore the bhaya comes when we turn away from krishna dvitiya abhiniveshatah dvitiya means second prathama means first prathama means first i think Malay also right Huh? prathama actually it is coming from sanskrit word prathama prathama Prime Minister is called what? Pradhan. Pradhan mm. means important, most important, prime. Mm. So, Prathama is in Malay and Prathama in Sanskrit. So, Prathama means first, Dvitiya means second. So, what is the secondary consciousness? Our primary consciousness, our constitutional position is to be Krishna conscious. Always. Our secondary consciousness is Krishna Bahirmukha Bhogavan Chakore Nikatastham Mayatare Japati Adhore. Uh, this is explained in the I think Prem Vivarta hmm? by Jagadananda Pandit. So it is said Krishna Bahirmukha Hai Bhogavan Chakore. I think uh, don't point here because the air will go into the mic and it will make noise, I don't want that. You sit this side. So Dvithiya, Krishna Bahirmukha, that means once we have forgotten Krishna, there is only another thing is, the second thing only is only one, sense gratification. So, when there is sense gratification, then we become absorbed in the bodily concept of life. And then starts fear. The birth is fearful. Death is fearful. Now disease, Vyadhi. Now this COVID-19 perfect example. The fear of disease and death is so much magnified now. The whole world is paralyzed by the fear. Paralyzed. Locked down. Locked up. Whatever. Down or up is same thing now. Everybody is behind bars. <laughs> so, this is called fear. Material existence is full of fear. Pa, pa, bha, ma, Pavarga. It's another subject, it's a whole different subject. But in that, bha stands for bhaya, which is fear. Material existence is full of fear. So when one takes samashritaye padapallavaplavam plavam, mahatpadam punya yashomuraare, bhavam budhirvatsa parampadam, padam padam yad vipadam natesham padam padam vipadam vipadam means danger so that causes fear so but when we take shelter of krishna's lotus feet you know what is a fearful condition an example of when you were when we are thrown in the ocean suppose i am on the ship oh, i'm carefree and you know but when i jump into the ocean oh that is very very fearful no way I can be saved, unless somebody actually picks me up, even I am expert swimmer, what what is the expert swimmer name, champion Olympic champion, My ah, Michael Phelps and here also we have a schooling, uh, one man Singaporean, also swimmer, so however expert swimmer we may be, there was one uh, lady who lady and many guys and many men also they swam across the english channel you know many things they did many so however expert one may be a swimmer nobody can cross the ocean by swimming it is very fearful condition so this material existence is a vast unlimited ocean which is not only the water is fearful but inside the water there are sharks there are piranhas there are everything so many things So, that this material world is like that. Samsara akhe mahati So, this is very, very fearful. But when we take shelter of Krishna, vatsapadam parampadam means a calf, a cow, you know, a cow, right? Now, we have a footprint. You know, what is your size, foot size? Maybe 7, 8, 9. Ladies may be less. So, that is our big, how big our foot is but a cow, the hoof print is very small and take the baby cow, the calf, even smaller, the hoof print, so if there is a wet ground and if the hoof print of a calf, when the calf steps on it, there will be a little bit hole. Now, if you pour some water into that hole, how much water can, Maybe a few millilitres. That ocean of material existence will become as insignificant and easy to cross as one hoof print of a calf. You can jump ten at a time, ten Bhavasagar you can jump at a time, if you take shelter of Krishna, lotus feet, samasritaye pallava plavam, pada means feet. Now we are talking about Abhay Charanaravinda, let us take actually the verse which explains this, you see why fearless lotus feet, whose lotus feet is fearless, what is this fearless lotus feet, now we will understand meaning, Pada means what? Of the feet, Pada, Charana means feet, Charanaravinda, Charana means feet, Pada means also feet, Pallava, like a flower buds. So now, samasrita, having taken shelter of the Padapallava Plavam. Plavam means a boat, like a ship. Now, for those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, lotus feet again, Charanaravinda, here Padapallava, same thing. Those who have taken shelter, accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord. Who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation? The whole cosmos is resting in him. Shelter means resting. The whole cosmos is resting in him. And is famous as Murari. Another name of Krishna, Murari. Enemy of the Mura demon. The ocean of the material world is like the water contained in a calf's hoof print. Their goal is Parampadam Vaikuntha, the place where there are no material miseries, not the place where there is danger at every step. Bahaya, danger. So, Bhaya, fear comes when there is danger. The whole material world is fully dangerous, but it becomes like calf's footprint. Therefore, the lotus feet of Krishna are called Abhaya Charanaravinda. So the meaning of Abhay is what? Yes. Why? Why Abhay means Lotus Feet of Krishna? Because Krishna's Lotus Feet award fearlessness from the cycle of birth and death. When we take shelter of Krishna's Lotus Feet, our material life ends. Maya will give up on us. All fear will be put to rest. Even his name you chant, Hmm. Yad Bhibhaeti Svayam Bhayam. Fear will fear Krishna's name. Fear itself will f- fear Krishna's name. Hmm. We may become uh, fearful, but fear itself is fearing Krishna's name. That is why we call abhaya. Hmm. Uh, Ra- Lord Ramachandra also said the same thing, no? Prapannoyas, Tavasmiti, Chayachatem. Um, What is that? Abhayam sarvadat asmay uh? dadami etat vratammama Abhayam Anyone who says that from today my dear lord Ramachandra I have taken shelter at your lotus feet. If he says that even once Sakradeva Sakrata means only once Abhayam sarvada, I will always give him Abhayam fearlessness uh? dadami etat vratam mama it is my vow it is my promise that i will give him fearlessness so krishna's lotus feet is abhaya charanaravinda now you understand right so abhaya charanaravinda das that was his name initiated name das means servant he is a servant of the lotus feet of krishna which offer fearlessness to all now understood abhaya charanaravinda one part of his name we have understood now. Next part. His Divine Grace. What is this? Confusion, always confusion. What is this? His Divine Grace. What? Why we are saying His Divine Grace? We are writing at the feet of Prabhupada there. His Divine Grace AC Bhaktivana. What is His Divine Grace? Krishna's Grace. Divine Grace. So, if we, if we look at correct actually, the answer is correct, Krishna's Divine Grace. So, what is that? Krishna's Divine Grace means what what, what is this? So, now, I will show you, because for me also, it took some time to understand this. (laughs) Why His Divine Grace? Okay, I can understand His Excellency for King, we say His Excellency, His Majesty, but His Divine Grace, what is His Divine Grace? Always puzzled me. Then, when I saw the Hindi book, Bhagavad Gita, There, they write the author's name. Then, I I saw how they write. Oh, then I understood. That's why it is good to to connect with Sanskrit. This is why we should understand at least little bit of Sanskrit. So, now, this is a snapshot uh, of the Hindi Bhagavad Gita cover. Now, if you see here, I don't know if you can see it. I mean, I can see it. Maybe it's too small for you. I'll try to make it as big as possible. That's, that's the max I can go. So here it is said his divine grace is translated in Hindi as Krishna Kripa Murti. Krishna Kripa Murti. Now here we can have a better understanding. Now that his, his divine grace, what is that his? We don't know. Who's he is prabhupada's or Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who? Now here it is clear, Krishna Kripa Murti. Okay, Kripa, that is grace or mercy. Murti means the personification of Krishna's Kripa. Krishna, you all know. Kripa means, Kripa means, mercy or grace. Krishna Kripa Murti means. form or embodiment in this case embodiment is the more appropriate word the embodiment of Krishna's mercy that means Krishna's mercy if it can have a shape that is the shape of the spiritual master if the mercy of Krishna is a person that person is the guru so krishna in in other words guru is the personification of krishna's mercy hmm. let's look at one verse actually in the chaitanya charitamrita the entire first chapter of chaitanya charitamrita is about guru tattva about understanding the guru every disciple must read that chapter it has many, more than, I don't know, 100, 200 over verses. But it doesn't matter, we should learn, we should know actually what is Guru. We think we know, oh, Guru means what? Teacher only, no? master, okay, spiritual master. Yeah, what is that spiritual master? How deep it is, we have to know. We are just skimming the surface, you know. You know, many devotees, we, you know, they skim the surface. No, we should go deep into every single thing that we are doing. Oh, Mangalaradeva, 5 o'clock, okay. samsara, davana, Loka. Everybody is chanting, no, we are chanting. Chant. What is the meaning? Who that, cares? That is not very good disciple. A good disciple must know it's a it is a song that you are singing to the spiritual master. It is his glories. You must know each and every word what is in the song. And when you are bowing down here. Every time we must bow, we, we bow down to Prabhupada, we must say the Namam Vishnu Krishna bhutule, Bhutale. Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swami. We must know what is the meaning of that. Oh, this is Prabhupada mantra. Okay, fine, but what is the meaning? Oh, blank. We should not be like this. So now, this is from Bhagavatam, 11, 29, 6. You can note down. It is good if you can take notes because I don't expect that you remember everything in one sitting and then you you will remember forever. Um, So, if we have notes, and we can refer to this and revise. You question yourself after this class, you question, okay, what is His Divine Grace? What is AC? What is Abhay Charana Aravinda? What is Abhaya? What is Charana? What is Aravinda? So, you question yourself like this. You see how much you remember. That is the best way to actually remember this. To question yourself, treat it as a test. You test yourself every time, you test, and it will remain in your memory. So, now this is this verse says Naivo Payanta Pachitim Kavayasta Vesha Brahma Yusha Pikritamridham Mudasmarantaha Yontar Bahir Yontar Bahista Asubhan Asubham Vidhunman Acha Yachaitya Vapusha Very beautiful verse. Now, Oh my Lord, transcendental poets, that means devotees, devotees are transcendental poets, and experts in spiritual science, could not fully express their indebtedness to you. This is prayer to Krishna. Hmm? We are all already indebted to Krishna. Krishna is giving us so much. Now, They could not, devotees cannot fully express their indebtedness to you, even if they were endowed with a prolonged lifetime of Brahma, even if for Brahma's lifetime is 311 trillion, 40 billion years, even if for that long you write, glorification of Krishna, you know, trying to repay your debt, show your gratitude, you cannot show your gratitude, even for that long lifespan. Hmm. Why? Because, for you appear in two features, Externally as the Acharya and internally as the super soul, Acharya Chaitya, Chitta means man, mind or heart, Hmm? Chitta, Chaitya means in the heart, of the heart like this, so he resides in the heart, so Acharya Chaitya, Uh, Vapusha, Vapusha means having body. So internally he is as Paramatma, he is directing, suppose even if one is not initiated or coming into this movement, sometimes even outside Karmis, when they want to do something bad, something tells them that, I should not do this. What is that something that directs one to the proper action? That is the Paramatma, the feeble voice of the Paramatma, does not mean that the Paramatma has a feeble voice, but our reception is weak. Paramatma's voice is very clear and crystal, crystal clear, but our reception is weak. You know, when the broadcast signal is going on and when we are um, in India, they say, uh, my tower is very, I don't have tower. (laughs) They say like this in India, Uh, tower is there, many towers are there, but I am far away from the signal. So, my reception is weak. So, when my reception is weak, I cannot hear the other person properly. When I am on a call. So, the, because we are very far away, what is keeping us far away? Our karma, Our dirty things in the heart. Kama, Krodha, Lust, anger, greed, illusion. All these things are keeping us away from the Lord. Like a magnet. A magnet attracts iron. If you place a magnet and iron pieces will just attract to it. But when the iron is rusted, when there is rust on the iron, the attraction is very slow. It is not as strong. So now we are all rusty. So therefore, we cannot really have direct communication with Paramatma very strongly. Whereas a pure devotee, Santa He is always seeing the Lord in the heart and having direct discussion with God. He is having direct relationship. Like we are speaking to each other. He is speaking like that to Krishna because he is pure. Now, because we are not, and we have in this also in the Bhagavatam, "Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye, Krishna imparted the knowledge to Brahma through the heart as Paramatma. Because when Brahma was born, he was the first living entity. He did not have any guru, and he did not even could not even see the Lord in the beginning. But the Lord, in the form of sound, he he enlightened him through the heart from the heart as Paramatma he directly enlightened him but because we are not as pure as Brahma so we are not able to hear him reception weak. so out of his mercy the Paramatma comes out Paramatma comes out in the shape of the Guru and directly instructs us you do this, you don't do this Because we are not strong enough to hear the paramatma. So the paramatma comes out and directly tells us. You chant 16 rounds. You follow the four principles. So when we when Prabhupada is saying something, it is Krishna saying. It is not that Prabhupada is suggesting no. No, no, no. It is Krishna saying, it is Krishna's order. Whatever Prabhupada is saying, is Krishna saying. That is the sloka when we chant in the morning mangalarthi Sakshadharitvena samastha shastrair Uktastata bha vyata evasadhi Which number of the shloka is that in the morning? Seven. Sakshadharitvena samastha shastrair That is the next class. What is the meaning of Mangalarti song? You should understand. That is the next class. So, anyway. So, Sakshadhari means same as Krishna. doesn't mean that he is Krishna. Prabhupada will not go around and say, I am Krishna. No. Some idiotic Babas and Swamis, they they sometimes dress themselves as Krishna and say, I am Krishna. No. But, because he is saying the message of Krishna, he is to be taken as good as Krishna. He should be given the same respect as Krishna, Guru. Uh, so, it, and actually, in the first chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, this whole thing is explained. That the Paramatma comes out, manifests himself as, himself as the Guru, and directly tells us. So, and also writes books and everything, and by his own example, he shows Acharya. Acharya means what? Achar first. Achar means what? Not achar, pickle. Achar means pickle, right? Achar means not pickle. What is achar? Behavior. Behavior. By his behavior, he shows how to be Krishna conscious. As they say, example is the best precept. So, by example, he shows. He is saying you should chant Hare Krishna, and he himself is chanting Hare Krishna. So, like that, everything what he is saying, he is living it. He is a living Bhagavat book. Bhagavat is there, and the person, the guru, is a living Bhagavat hmm. personified Bhagavat. So his life is based on Bhagavat, his whole life. So now Krishna Kripa Murti is this is the meaning. His divine grace. That means he is the embodiment of Krishna's mercy and what is Krishna's mercy? That he is instructing us, everything is Krishna's mercy, the whole creation is Krishna's mercy because we wanted to be rascals, so Krishna said alright, you be rascal in this material world, I will give you material world to play with, that is your toy, you play with how much? Until you get beaten, <laughs> then we turn to him. So." That is also His mercy. Without His mercy, we cannot even have this body to enjoy our material senses. So, and without Him, we cannot breathe air also. Um, You see? Uh, Water, we we cannot have these things, food. So, all it is, is, it is His mercy. But what is the best of His mercies? Of all mercy, the best mercy is that He is coming into this world and inviting us and not only when he is there he is leaving books like Bhagavad Gita for us to read even today that is his real mercy and not only that even that Bhagavad Gita we cannot understand so he is sending the Guru also to us so this is his mercy his mercy is that he always want to take us away from the suffering and bring him, bring us back to his kingdom so that is his mission Always. Yeah. So he doesn't need to come here. And when he comes here, also many people criticise him. Oh, he danced with many girls. Oh, he asked Karna, Arjuna, to kill Karna when he was unarmed. He asked our Yudhishthir Maharaj, who was a perpetual uh, um, uh, what advocate of truthfulness. He asked him to speak lie. They criticise him. Why he has to come into this world to take all the criticism of all these rascals? Now also, COVID-19 happened, everybody criticizing God first. You see, Tirupati closed, Mecca closed, Vatican City closed, everything closed, hospitals opened. So, real God is a doctor, not that. Saying like this, saying like this, every time they will blame God only, they criticize Him only first. When everything was right, that time, they won't say thank you to him. At least, if you held, if you hold him responsible for this problem, then you should also hold him responsible for the, all the peaceful times that you have. No, 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 no. That one we did. When it comes to that problem, yeah, see, God, what kind of God is Useless, this God is useless. So, this is atheist. So, people are criticizing him also. Why he has to honestly come here and be criticized? For no reason. He is coming here for our benefit, to reclaim us. He doesn't need any servant. He doesn't need our money in the donation box. I may say, Oh, I am big time, I am full time devotee. He doesn't need me. What is the use of my life? What is the use? As if if I serve him, Oh, he is, he is saved. He is saved because of my service. Huh? No, he doesn't need any of us. But we need him. When we serve him, we become purified. So, he is coming into this world is only for one reason, to reclaim us, that is his real mercy. Maintaining us, of course that is his mercy, but more important than maintenance, he wants some reciprocation. Not that he is hungry for it, but he wants that reciprocation for our own good. He is begging, he is saying, please at least give me one fruit, one fruit, one, one leaf. Every tree has thousand million leaves. And there are millions and mill- billions of trees. Take one leaf and offer me. Take a little bit water. Oceans of water he is creating. But he is asking for little water. Huh? Little flower. He is, how many flowers he is creating? But he is asking one flower. Why? What is the point? The point is Bhakti Pahritam. He is asking actually our devotion. doesn't mean that if i am a millionaire i will give ah, this is good i will keep all the million dollars i will buy a tekka i will go tekka market buy one flower and give to krishna no devotion he is not asking the flower actually he is asking devotion you have to devote and if i devote 2 dollars to krishna and keep another all the millions of dollars with me where is the devotion? What am I devoting? My devotion is for my own sense gratification. So, it is a devotion. So that's why Prabhupada said, Krishna does not see how much you give. He does not see how much you give. What he sees? huh? Correct. Ah. He sees how much we keep. He does not see how much we give. We may give. and if somebody comes here, give $10,000, we may say, wow, good. You know, when we go to that um, Kwaniv temple, you know, that Waterloo Street and collect for donations, when somebody puts a $50, hey, I got a $50 note, I got a $50 note, we will think, oh, it is very good. For Krishna, he is saying, okay, this man has given $50, but how much he has in his bank balance and what is the percentage he gave me? So, that is the surrender. And if a poor man, maybe he is earning only every day $10, say And he gave five dollars. Oh, he Krishna, for Krishna that is more than that fifty dollars. Because how much percentage, how much is our sacrifice for Krishna's benefit? That's what Krishna wants to see. How much are you willing to sacrifice for him? It is not that, oh, Krishna asked me flower. Okay, I'll give one flower. What is there? No, we should give our best. He asked flower because, so that even the poorest man will not be barred from serving him, that is the reason he asked flower, but if we can have, offer him more, we should offer to the best of our capacity, always, the most opulent offering should go to Krishna. So now coming back to the point, Acharya, is this is why he is called his divine grace, Krishna Kripa Murti. So now we know what is his divine grace, the embodiment of Krishna's mercy we know what is ac what is ac ah abhay charanaravinda full i want full abhaya mm. charanaravinda what does that mean that is his divine grace what is abhay charanaravinda lotus feet that is charanaravinda what is abhaya Fearless. 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 So, the lotus feet which grant us fearlessness from this material world, material existence. So, this is, uh, his divine grace, Abhay Charnaravinda. So, Abhay Charnaravinda, he got when he was initiated in 1933. Next, Bhaktivedanta Swami, when did he get this name? when he started preaching. So, you are also preaching no? <laughs> you also on Bhaktivedanta no? Bhaktivedanta Swami? No. Bhaktivedanta Swami is his Sanyas initiation name. So, there is first initiation, Harinam initiation, there is second initiation, Brahman initiation, third initiation, Sanyas initiation. Hmm. So when he was initiated into sannyas, when he was initiated into sannyas, okay, at what age was he initiated, at what age he became sannyasi? See how much we know about, uh, we should know about our, our guru, come on, who is saving us from repeated birth and death. We, if we can't even know this much about our Guru, what kind of disciple are we? What kind of disciple are we? Huh? We are proud. Oh, I am a devotee Prabhu. Look at my Tilak, very bright. Look at my Kanti Malak, very big. Brahmin thread, very thick. Saffron, this one not so good, Saffron, but... Very deep orange. Shed full shaven. Sikha, very nice. Dhr- dhoti, Dhoti, iron. Ayan, nice Liddhoti. Chanting bag also Ayan. But what is my spiritual master's name? <laughs> I don't know. This is the kind of disciple. Hmm. So, Srila Prabhupada took sannyas at the age of 58 in 1954. So, <clears throat> his sannyas guru was because Sanyas Guru means another Sanyasi must give you Sanyas. Then you can become Sanyas. A Sanyasi must give Sanyas. So his Sanyas Guru was Bhakti Pragyana Kesav Maharaj. Bhakti Pragyana Kesav Maharaj. So he is a disciple of Bhakti Saraswati Thakur. So he was initiated into Sanyas in 1954 at the age of 58. And At that time, he was awarded the name Bhaktivedanta Swami. Now, what is Bhaktivedanta and what is Swami? What is Vedanta? Vedas. Vedas. Okay, no. It is two words. Vedanta is two words. What are the two words? Veda. veda and anta so what is veda veda what is the meaning of the word veda actually veda means knowledge they are called the scriptures are called veda means because they are knowledge that is real knowledge veda means knowledge anta means and google is it? okay so anta means end google translate Everybody will take out google translate so anta means end veda means knowledge anta means end knowledge end does it make sense doesn't make immediate sense vedanta means the end of knowledge. That means what? Huh? Finish, education finish. I completed my degree, Prabhu, end of my knowledge. Is that Vedam? No. Veda means knowledge, right? So, Sarva Karana Karanam. Now, science, what is science? They are trying to know. What is they are discovering this, they are discovering that, discovering this, discovering... They are trying to find the cause of this and the cause of that, and the cause of that cause, cause of that cause. Sarva-kāraṇa-kāraṇam So this quest for knowledge is never ending. But it will end. When one reaches Who? What? When one reaches Krishna why? Because everything is starting from him. Now, scientists, what you are doing, for example, geography, say, they are studying the earth. Now, in the earth, they are studying so many things, but this earth is actually one of the uh, eight material elements. Krishna says, Bhumir, analo vayur kham mano Bhumir, in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, you will find this fourth verse. So, Bhumi is one of the elements of Krishna's material energy. Like that, there are eight elements. So, they are studying just one small element of Krishna, energy. So, they are trying to find something and then they are studying water, they are studying fire, they are studying, you know, everything they are studying. They are studying biology, science, I mean, chemistry, physics. All this is energies, different energies of the Lord only. Now, when the knowledge, now now that uh, Elon Musk, He is saying, SpaceX, we will go to Mars. Exploring. So, this quest for knowledge is always going on. Even if Mars is conquered, it is a very slim chance. But even if it is conquered, okay, man has landed on Mars, there is city, civilization, everything, fine. There is the rest of the universe. Millions and billions of planets, what about them? So, this, and, okay, even if you understand the entire universe, I think there is this verse, no? uh no not this no this is different so there is this um you know exploration that is going on in space and people are trying to you know explore different galaxies different. But, okay, even if one understands everything, how the universe, all the laws of the universe, everything, even then he will not know why the universe was created. He knows, he can maybe, he will never come to know, but say for example, even if he knows, it is said in the Bhagavatam, even if he is able to count the number of atoms in the universe, if man becomes so intelligent one day, that he can be able to count the number of atoms in the universe, even at that time, he will have absolutely no clue about the Lord. He will have no clue about why the universe was even created and who created it and how did he get the energy to create it. Everything they will know. And why are we here? Who are we? Where did we come from? Everything will still be. But all this quest for knowledge ends. This is called Vedanta. What is Vedanta? The end of the quest for knowledge and who, and what is that end of knowledge? So, with all that knowledge, what is the end, what is the climax, what is the, what, in other words, what it is, what is it that, once you know it, there is nothing more to be known. That means you have reached the end of the quest of knowledge. Krishna once you know Krishna there is nothing further to be known more than Krishna there is nothing more than him and that is Vedanta Vedanta means the end of all knowledge the end of the quest for knowledge we can have all the quest will end when we reach Krishna because from him everything comes and when our knowledge all goes back to him that is the end Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita about Vedanta what he says anybody chapter 15 text 15 sarvasya chaham hridisanny vishto matta smritir jnanam apohanam cha vedaisya sarvair Ahameva vedyo Vedanta Krit, Vedanta Krit, Vedavidevachaham, Vedanta Krit. So, the Vedanta, he has written the Vedanta. Vedanta means all the, the books, the scriptures which describe the absolute truth, which is the end of all knowledge. So, in other words, Krishna. This is not showing, online it is showing, it is stuck here. 1515, be attentive. Chapter 15, text 15 of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, now it is coming, you can see. Vedanta Krit Veda Videva Chaham. You see? Veda ischa aham ahame vedyo. You see? I am seated in everyone's heart, and from me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. This is Paramatma. Now, by all the Vedas, I am to be known. He is the object of knowledge. It is him whom we have to understand by all culture of knowledge. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedas. So, Vedanta means who now? Krishna, the end of all knowledge. So, a person who has understood the complete, who has complete knowledge, that is Vedanta. Now, Bhakti Vedanta, what is that now? <laughs> complication after complication right <laughs> just when we uh, when, just when we thought we understood something then there is another next step so vedanta means okay the end of knowledge Krishna or bhakti vedanta huh that is explained in the Bhagavatam. You see, we are only studying the name of Prabhupada now, understand how deep it is, only name, not his books, uh, nothing, his name only. We are already, you know, in a precarious position. Now, you see, this is how we have to understand everything deeply, everything very deeply. So, anyway, 2931, what is this? This is from the Chatur Shloki Bhagavatam. Very important verse. Shri Bhagavan Vachar, Lord himself, spoke to Brahma. gyanam Parama Guhyamme Repeat. gyanam Parama Guhyamme If it is not visible here, here. Exercise your ear. gyanam Parama Guhyamme Jnanam Guhyamme Yad vigyana Samanvitam Actually, it is always good to chant it without seeing it. Then you know what will happen? Your ear starts working and you will start to capture the sound. You know, a blind man, he is very expert. He doesn't bang onto something. Why? Because his ear is so good. His ear is so much more powerful than our ear. We don't take it very seriously our ear because we rely on our eyes. But they can't rely on their eyes, so they rely rely on their ears. So, that's why Vedas are called Shruti. And actually with ears only, then it goes into the brain. Then we remember. So, of course, it is good to see once and then see what it is. and then That's why when everybody is chanting, in the beginning of class we chant the verse. It is good... To, okay, see, once, twice, thrice, okay, after that, if everybody is chanting, we try to follow the sound of what he is saying. Then, in that way, you improve your memory retention. One small tip. So, Now, the personality of God had said, Knowledge about me, as described in the scriptures, is very confidential. Hmm? And it has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service. That means, although knowledge about Vedanta is Krishna, but there are many Vedantists, Mayavadis, they study Vedanta, but they cannot understand Krishna. Because why? They don't engage in Bhakti. They don't engage in, what is Bhakti? Devotional service. If we don't engage in practical devotional service, Just by reading, just by studying, no, we cannot enter into the understandings. So, knowledge of the scriptures is very confidential and it has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service. The necessary paraphernalia for that process is being explained by me. You may take it up carefully. This is uh, Lord Narayan is, um, Vishnu is saying to Brahma. Now, another place also it is said, hmm, So here, yog, vairagya taya, The seriously inquisitive student or sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes the absolute truth. By rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. Try to understand again, I'll repeat him. Huh? seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering without rendering although he has knowledge and detachment he cannot realize the absolute truth perfectly by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti so only when we engage in bhakti then the Vedanta we can understand, Krishna we can understand. Hmm. We cannot understand him entirely, but as much as he has revealed, we can understand at least that much and we can engage in his service. Hmm. So, in other places it is said that even if we have studied all the Vedanta, but if we haven't realized Krishna, then we have utterly wasted our time. Studying all those Vedanta. So that means that without becoming a devotee, we cannot really understand Vedanta. That was a perfect a story between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sarubhambhattacharya. Sarubhambhattacharya was Vedantist but he was not devotee first. Later on he became devotee after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke to him. But in the beginning he was very proud and he was pakka Vedantist. He can quote a sloka from anywhere in the scriptures like this. He was incarnation of Brihaspati. The priest of the demigods or the devatas, his memory power is so sharp, millions of slokas in his head, and he can take out any sloka at any one point like that. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. and he was called Sarvabhama because Sarvabhama means complete, you know, supremacy over over everybody. He defeated so many scholars of his time, but when he met this young Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he lost for the very first time in his life he lost an argument and that's when chaitanya mahaprabhu made him a devotee so then he realized that all my learning was waste now chaitanya mahaprabhu you have come and made it all fruitful hmm. so now that I, I have understood because of your mercy i have understood what is krishna and all the purpose of Vedanta is to understand Krishna, but I was such a fool that I was such a vast scholar. Shakkarmanipunovi vipro mantra tantra visharadha avaishnava guru nasyad, vaishnava swapacho guru. It is said. A scholarly Brahmana expert in all subjects of Vedic knowledge is unfit to become a spiritual master without being a Vaishnava, without being a devotee, without being engaged in devotional service. Even if he is a very big scholar, if he is not devotee, he is unfit to become a guru um, without being a Vaishnava or expert in the science of Krishna consciousness. But a person born in a family of a lower caste, Shwapacha means a dog-eater family, even if he is born in a family of dog-eaters, if he becomes a Vaishnava devotee, he may not be as scholarly and co- able to quote, but he is, he is, he can become spiritual master if he is a Vaishnava or Krishna conscious. Classic example is Gauragishwazas Babaji. He did not even, he is illiterate, cannot even read and write, but he was a spiritual master of Bhaktisdhan Thakur, an unmatched scholar. Nobody could even match him. Any book he reads once, the entire book will be in his memory. However thick the book is. That was Prabhupada's guru. That kind of memory he has. And so scholarly, Saraswati, he, is, he was given the title Saraswati. Because, Goddess Saraswati is manifesting in his, in his knowledge. That much knowledge he has. He is especially empowered by Saraswati. Mother Saraswati. But he became a disciple of Gaurgishwadhas Babaji. He was illiterate. How is that possible? It's possible because spiritual qualification doesn't depend on material qualification. Some devotees also think nowadays in ISKCON also, oh we must have degree then people will look up to us, you know, we are credible people. No, don't bank on those credentials. Hmm, those actually make you incredible, incredible not in the other way, incredible, but no credibility. No credibility. Um, so the real credibility is if one is a devotee, fully 100% engaged in Krishna. That is real powerful. So he can become spiritual master. So Sarvam Bhattacharya was a big scholar, but he was not devotee. So it is a waste. It is a shramamevahikevalem, sthula tushava gathinam. In another place it is said, it is just beating empty husk. You know, he beat the husk so the rice will come out, the rice grain will come out. But already rice grain came out, now the empty husk, if you beat and beat, and beat, what is the use? You're wasting time, wasting labor, waste of effort. So it is like that. Reading Vedanta without understanding Krishna is a waste of effort. So it can only be understood with Sarahasam Tadangamcha, in the other words, just now. Mm. Knowledge about me as described in the scriptures is very confidential Confidential, and it has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service. So this is Bhaktivedanta. Now we understood what Bhaktivedanta is. This is Bhaktivedanta. He has understood the conclusion of all scriptures, all knowledge and he is engaged, Brahmanishtam. He is engaged in the devotional service. Complete, 100 percent. This is Bhaktivedanta. Now, Swami. What is Swami? What is the meaning, general, simple meaning of the word, Swami? Hmm? Yeah, what? Goda. Swami. Not, not wrong. Swami means master. Swami means master. So, God is master, yes. He is a supreme master. In that way, it is correct. But, uh, here, why is Prabhupada called God? No. Bhaktivedanta, Swami means, master. Who is a master? There is a verse in the Bible. What profiteth a man, who has conquered the entire, the whole world, but who has lost his eternal soul? so a person maybe has conquered the entire world and everybody will call him master but if he has lost his soul that means if he he doesn't even know who he is he is not master he is a servant of his senses he is not master, so who is a master? not one who has conquered over the world, no, that's not master of the senses master of the senses, now we are not master of our senses, we are uh, Go Swami means master of the sense. Go means senses. Go Swami or Swami means master of the senses. Now we are Godas. We are servant of the senses. The, the tongue is saying, "Hey, that that chocolate is nice. Let's eat." So this is our. And when we are going and eating, oh, that restaurant food very nice. That uttapam they make is very nice. Uh, this is how our tongue is pulling. <laughs> so we are actually servant of our senses. one girl will pass by and I will just like eyes just Godas this is Godas servant of the senses or for the girl boy either way so this is servant of the senses our senses are pulling us and we are just following we are not telling the senses what to do the senses are telling us what to do that is Godas Das means servant we are the servant of our senses Go Swami means he can tell the senses what to do. When he wants, he will use. And that is only possible when we become the servant of Krishna. When we want to become the master, then we will become the servant of the senses. But when we want to be when we become the servant of Krishna, then we will become the master of the senses. Hmm. Because he, the senses won't disturb him anymore. Because he is so much full in a much higher pleasure. Govinda. He is serving Govinda who is a giver of pleasure to the senses. Not some paltry pleasure of, you know, like one second, two second, like, you know. No. Unlimited. Ever increasing ocean of bliss. Govinda, ple- giver of pleasure to the senses means, oh, little, little bit pleasure will you. know. No. Ocean, unending, inc- ever-increasing ocean, we know ocean, Pacific Ocean, very big, but it won't increase every time. But this ocean is increasing, ever-increasing ocean of bliss. Ocean is already so deep and so vast, even then it is increasing and increasing without stop. So, that kind of pleasure he will give. So, when the devotees are immersed in that kind of pleasure in the service of Krishna, they will not be interested. Like Haridas Thakur, he was chanting and chanting. He has so much pleasure from the chanting the Holy Name. That the beautiful Maya came, not interested even. He could have gone away from there, but he was even so merciful that he converted her also. He was so powerful that not only that uh, she did, could uh, disturb him, she could not even disturb him. She was disturbed in her mission. <laughs> she was disturbed. Maya was disturbed in her mission. She wanted to disturb his mission, but she got disturbed in her mission and she got, she became devotee. Chanting 192 round also. So, that is the power of Goswami. That's why only such a person can become Guru. Not some Guru, then fall down, you know, like going after some boys, going after some girls. This, this is not Guru. Going after money. Un- unfortunately, sad to say that, but con has set this kind of example for Guru. They have brought down the level so low, that a Godas is occupying the post of a Goswami. Cheating. So now we should know what is Goswami. I'll just take one verse, Nectar of Instruction. First verse. Next one. We'll try to finish. I know it is getting late, but this is a very important subject for all devotees to know. So another ten minutes. Krishna, Prabhupada saved us from uh, millions and trillions and countless number of years of suffering so ten minutes extra will spend in understanding his name at least <laughs> I hope that is a it's a very unfair trade-off but at least that much we can do vacho vegam manasah krodha vegam jihva vegam udaro pastha vegam etan yo vishaheta dhira sarvam apimam prithivim sasishyata a sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger and the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals is qualified to make disciples all over the world. Person who can control his urge to speak, instead of speaking nonsense, he only speaks. He has complete control over his mouth, his speech. You may say, everybody has control over this, no. No, they don't have, they are talking nonsense. He knows when to use the mouth. He is practicing Mauna Vrata. Mauna means silence. Silence in the material, materially he won't speak anything, but spiritually he is most talkative. See Prabhupada, how many lectures he gave? That too only from 69 age, 69 to 81. He left this world at the age of 81 and he went to America 69 and many lectures in the beginning and all in the middle, some of them are not recorded also. But those who are recorded, if we can see how many thousands of hours already, practically whole day, even I told you the other day, deathbed, he was on the bed, last moments, last few days only remaining, last one day remaining before his departure, he was still translating Bhavatam. He is very active, very talkative until you know his entire body was just still, eyes could not open, but his mouth was translating Bhagavatam. This is the one who can tolerate the urge to speak. He speaks fully about Krishna, even at the cost of his own life. So, and then the mind's demands, the mind will keep on asking, Hey, hey, this restaurant, you see. Uh, that movie just came out. Everybody is watching. Yeah. Or uh, so many ways the mind will attract us this way, that way. It may not be even that. It may be it even little be. thing. Hmm. Oh, he has that, or or maybe a woman will. Or oh, she has very nice saree. I want also nice, better saree than her. All minds demands. There may be so many things. It can be very small. Mm. Mm. But the mind is always distracting us away from the Krishna. So, he who can tolerate the mind's demands, the actions of anger, his anger is also controlled. Mm. Of course, we can go into deep into this also, but we will just stay here. And the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals, he only eats Krishna Prasadam. And he eats just enough to maintain his body and soul together. And... Our whole Varnashram system is practic- practically meant to control genitals, Brahmachari, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, Sanyas, only Grihastha is allowed, that too very limited use of genitals, with only wife, that too only for producing children, very very limited. But in the other no question, in the other ashrams there is no question of using. So, so, one who is completely controlling all these senses, he is a Goswami. So, Bhaktivedanta Swami means, that Swami means he who has come to the control, who can control all its senses. So, now we have understood his divine grace, embodiment of Krishna's mercy, Krishna Murti. Then, we have um, his um, AC, Abhay Charanaravinda, the fearless lotus feet. Krishna's feet is fearless lotus feet. So, one who takes shelter of Krishna's lotus feet becomes fearless. Abhacharanarvanda. Bhakti Vedanta. Vedanta means the end of the quest for knowledge. Veda means knowledge, anta means end. And Bhakti. We can only understand Vedanta with, in conjunction with devotional service. Without devotee, vimukta maninas. They think they are liberated. No, cannot be liberated. Bhakti Vedanta. Swami, who is the controller of his senses. Now Prabhupada, last. So, Bhaktivedanta Swami, he got it at his initiated in, uh, Sanya's initiation. So, when did he get the Prabhupada name? When he started preaching. When he started preaching. He started preaching when he was grahastha. He already started back to Godhead magazine, 1944. By his disciples. Uh, by his disciples. Now, now, we will look at the story when Prabhupada got the name Prabhupada. It is a short story, I hope, anyway I will just read it, if you cannot see it here the online people can see it at least, I think watching this uh, class online is better than offline, they can see the screen better than <laughs> people sitting here. So. We will look at now, how did the Prabhupada title come about? I hope you can see this, maybe not here, but I will read over. So, this is a story, I think this is um, somewhere in the 60's, 68 or somewhere around there, 1968 around, so this happened. So, this is taken from, Śrīla Prabhupāda Nectar, I think by Satsvarūp Goswami. Um, unfortunately, he fell away from devotional service and he fell down. Uh, but, he wrote this and it is generally accepted also. So, the children on Chester Street would call out Hare Krishna whenever they saw Prabhupāda come out of his apartment. So, his apartment was in, on Chester Street, maybe 67 or 68. Sorry, I do not know exact year. So, Prabhupada was known for Hare Krishna. So, whenever Prabhupada came out of his apartment onto the street, they they would say Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. They were making fun, but Prabhupada liked it. Once when a devotee tried to stop the children, Prabhupada said, oh no, they are chanting Hare Krishna, that's alright. Because once a devotee, because the children in the street, the teenagers, they were trying to make fun of Prabhupada. "Ah, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. But, you know, that verse is there in Bhagavatam Sanketyam Parehasyamva, you know. Okay, let's go there. We'll come back here. This is uh, Kanto 6, Chapter 2, Text 14. 6.2.14 of Bhagavatam. Sanketyam Parehasyamva, Stobham Hela Nam Evava. Vaikunthana magrahanam aseshagha haram viduhu. What is that? One who chants the holy name of the Lord is immediately freed from the reactions of unlimited sins. Even if he chants indirectly to indicate something else or jokingly or for musical entertainment or even neglectfully. This is accepted by all the learned scholars of the scriptures. That means even if a person making a Suppose a Hare Krishna devotee is passing by and this, this person is making fun, hey, see, look at this stupid fellow, you know, always chanting Hare Krishna. Even if he says like that, he is benefited because he chanted the name of Hare Krishna. So, in whichever way one chants, uh, there is some benefit. So, going back to the story. So, the devotee, once, a, once when a devotee tried to stop the children, Prabhupada said, oh no, they are chanting Hare Krishna, that's all right. He said, Chester Street should now be called the Hare Krishna Street. So now, next. It was in Swamiji's room. At that time, he was called Swamiji, by the way. In the beginning, they did not call him Prabhupada. When he went to America, everybody started calling Prabhupada. What they know about Prabhupada? They don't know any Sanskrit, nothing. So, they, but Swamiji, they know. Because many Swamis went there and ruined the whole scene of spirituality. How many cheaters went there, Swamis, Babas, so that that word they know, Swamiji, so they used to call him Swamiji also affectionately. So now, it was in Swamiji's room one day on Hare Krishna Street that he accepted the name Prabhupada. While Govinda Dasi, Govinda Dasi was one of his, uh, mataji, I mean, uh, female disciple. While Govinda Dasi was taking dictation, Prabhupada mentioned the affix. Mentioned that the affix G was a third class address. In Hindi, we say G, um, Hanji, or you know, or you know, like uh, anything we say G, you know. So, Swami and Swami G. So, G, Prabhupada said, is a third class address. He just mentioned like that G is a third class address. It is not a very, very dignified way of saying it. It is still considered respect, but Not for people who are like exalted, like spiritual, like Prabhupada's status. So, third class address. So then, Govindadashi got this question. Then why do we call you Swamiji? She asked. What should we call you? Then Prabhupada replied. A spiritual master is usually addressed by names like Gurudev, Vishnupada or Prabhupada. Then she asked, may we call you Prabhupada? Yes, he said. And Govinda told the others, devotees. She after that, after that, she went out and, and she told other devotees in, hey, we have to call him Prabhupada, not Swamiji. It is a third class, it is not very high. We should call him Prabhupada. So now, controversy happened. At first, some of the devotees were reluctant to give up the long cherished Swamiji. They like that word, you know, like very affectionate word for them. They did not want to give up that word, Swamiji. Which for them was a name of affection. Uh, one of the boys, Prabhupada has morning walks. So, one of the boys, he asked Prabhupada, I heard we should not use the name Swamiji anymore. And Prabhupada quickly replied, who said? Uh, they said, you said it, it was third class and we should not say it. Prabhupada said, I never said that. They can... Then he asked, "Then we can use it?" Then Prabhupada said, "Yes, that is all right." (laughs) Swamiji is all right, but but soon Swamiji disappeared. Everybody started calling him Prabhupada only. Of course, as a devotee, he will not be. He is humble. No, no, Swamiji is all right. But then, because Prabhupada is a better word than Swamiji. They eventually accepted the word Prabhupada and slowly the Swamiji became, they never addressed him as Swamiji anymore, now Prabhupada. So, that's how Prabhupada's name came about. So, then Rai Ram, Rai Ram even printed an explanation in the Back to Godhead magazine at that time, Prabhupada. So, this was the explanation. So, now Prabhupada, we have to understand, now what is Prabhupada? What is the meaning? So, this is the explanation. The word Prabhupada, I will just read out from that. The word Prabhupada is a term of utmost reverence in Vedic religious circles and it signifies a great saint even amongst saints. Even among saintly people, he is greatest. So it signifies a great saint even among saints. The word actually has two meanings. Prabhupada has how many meanings? Two meanings. What is the first? One at whose feet? Pada. Pada means feet. Two words. Prabhupada is actually, there are two words there. Prabhu and Pada. Pada means feet. Prabhu means master. Master feet. What is that? Master feet. Like master bedroom is there. Master feet. What is master? So, (laughs) we must know why it is called like that. So, now, Master. Prabhu means master. Pada means feet. Why are they put together then? This is the meaning. One at whose feet, Pada, there are many Prabhus, a term meaning master, which the disciples of a guru use in addressing each other. Prabhu means a master. That means even great, great accomplished people. Of them, the devotees are the highest. Or even you take scholars and everybody. Masters sit at the feet of this person. Prabhus Many, many Prabhus who are masters come and sit at the feet of, who will sit at the feet of, like Sukadeva Goswami was speaking to Parishit Maharaj. Not that only two two of them were there and then it was a private conversation, no. All the sages of the universe, they came, they came to know that such a great thing happened, oh, he was cursed and now Shukadev Goswami is going to speak. Vyasadev's son, everybody came. Narad Muni himself, Vyasadev's guru was sitting as a audience there. And so many big, big rishis from various planets came to see and hear Sukadeva Goswami. That is called Prabhupada. Means such great sages and everybody, they come at the feet, sit at the feet of Prabhupada and hear from him. I mean, he is a master of even that kind of sages. That is one meaning, Prabhupada. One at whose feet many masters sit. Another meaning is, Okay, this this, uh, this actually goes uh, in uh, like you know in Rupa Goswami is also known as Prabhupada and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was also known as Prabhupada. Actually Prabhupada, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was originally known as Prabhupada. Then it totally and then then he was also called Mahaprabhu. So like that Bhaktivedanta, Bhaktivinoda Thakur all were called Prabhupada. And then the second meaning is that one who has attained, one who is sitting at the Prabhu's feet, Krishna is a Prabhu, he is the master of masters, everybody. Krishna is the ultimate master, Ishwara Parma Krishna. So, Prabhupada means one who has attained the lotus feet of Krishna, one who has taken complete shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna, that is another meaning of Prabhupada. So, what are the two meanings of Prabhupada? one who has attained the shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. So, one meaning is that one at whose feet many masters sit and one other meaning is one who has attained the Pada, the lotus feet of Krishna, one who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. This is the entire meaning of Prabhupada's name and at what points different sections of his name became manifest. He was born, given the name Abhay Charande. When he was initiated, Abhay Charanaravinda Das. When he became sannyas, the Das will be taken out. Swami will be there. So Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami. So Sanyas name is Bhaktivedanta. So Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami. Then Abhay Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Then there is address also Prefix address, his divine grace, Krishna Kripa Murti. So, in this way, the entire name of Prabhupada has to be understood. This is the significance of Prabhupada. Actually, I wanted to even touch upon the pranati mantra. We can actually finish that because it is very straightforward. Nama om, Nama means respects, om means Krishna. Nama om Vishnu Padaya. Again, same thing. Vishnupadaya means one who has attained the lotus feet of Vishnu. One who's taken shelter of lotus feet of Vishnu. Krishna Preshthaya, who is very dear to Krishna. Very dear to Krishna. namo Vishnupadaya Krishna preshtaya Bhutale. Bhutale means, bhoot means, on the earth. Tale means on the surface. On the surface of this planet, he is known as, Bhutale bhakti vedanta swamin iti namine he is known by the name bhakti vedanta swami he is very my respects nama om our respects to vishnupadaya who has attained who has taken shelter of lotus feet of vishnu who is very dear to krishna and who on the earth is known by the name Bhaktivedanta swami that is the first mantra namaste Saraswate deve Namaste is again two words. Namah te. Namah means respect, hmm? humility. Ma, mama means me. Uh, mamata, aham mamata. So, the ahankar, ego. So nama means not me, you. So that is out of humility. Namah means respect. Te means to you. Namaste. Saraswate Deve, not Sar- some, some devotees pronounce it as Saraswati Devi. No, no, no we are not talking about Saraswati Devi here. Saraswati Deve. That means Saraswati Thakur, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, his disciple. Just like um, Arjuna is called Kaunteya because he is a son of Kunti. Kaunteya. Son of Pritha, Kunti is another name. So, therefore Partha, Krishna is called Vasudev because he is son of Vasudev. So, after the first consonant, there is a, a added. Kunti Kaunteya, Vasudev Vasudev, like this. So, Namaste Saraswate Deve, who is a disciple of Saraswati Thakur. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Gaura means? Gaura means what? Gaura means fair. Fair complexion. Krishna. Krishna Varnam Tushya Akrishnam. So the fair complexioned Krishna. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Gauravani. Vani means? the teachings gauravani the philosophy of chaitanya mahaprabhu the teachings of chaitanya mahaprabhu namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine who is preaching the message of chaitanya mahaprabhu where Nirvisesha shunyavadi Nirvisesha means vishesa means what variety hmm Nirvisesha means non variety, non variegatedness, this is the impersonalist, the impersonalists are called Nirvisesha, they don't accept the variety of spiritual existence, they say in this world everything is variety, so that means spiritual world means all these things should not be there, So that means in the spiritual world, spiritual, uh, spiritual, spirituality means void, like everything is, there is no variety, impersonalist. So, non variegatedness. So, Nirvisesha, Shunyavadi, Shunyavadi are the Buddhists. They are also similar. They say everything has to be made to zero. Shunyavadi. Their meditation, everything is to make everything zero. Now we are in this world of duality. I should just nullify everything, make it null and void. The impersonalists and the voidists, the majority of the Pakaluga population is made up of these two. They are thinking God has no form. This is one class of people, and another class of people are saying there is no God, void. So nirvisheshan Sunyavadim, Paschatya desha. Pascha paschati means paschima, means what? Paschima means west. Purab means east. Uttar means north. Dakshin means south. So paschima means west. Paschaty means paschate desha. Desha means country. Western countries. To deliver, he delivers the western countries which are filled with impersonalism and atheism by preaching the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Gauravani, being a very faithful disciple of Saraswati Deve. Saraswati Thakur ordered him to go to the western countries and preach. So, he, being a uh, dutiful disciple of Saraswati Thakur, preached Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's message in the western countries which are filled with impersonalism and atheism. This is the meaning of the second verse. Now once, one of his disciples said, Śrīla Prabhupāda, this second Shloka, Namaste Saraswati Devi Gaurmani Pachārene, Nirviseś sunnvādhi Paschatya deshya this paschatya is an understatement, because you have not only delivered the western countries, but also the eastern countries, you have delivered the whole world, so, we should have some other word. We should not say Paschathya Desha. We should say Sarvadesha or something like that. Prithvi or something. You know, whole world. Ropat said, no. Keep it as Paschatya. Because my Guru Maharaj's special instruction was to this in the western countries. I am just a humble disciple of mine. Humble servant of my spiritual master. I don't want to be anything more than that. He kept the word Paschaty Desha Tarani. So in this way we understand Prabhupada's name and his mantra. So next time, you don't don't just oh nice Prabhupada, nice lecture. Clap, clap, go and forget everything. No. Every time we are offering, we are bowing down, when we are saying namo Vishnu we should reflect on all these meanings. How great Prabhupada is, what he has done, what is his greatness, we should know. Now Nam Vishnupadha Every word, let us understand and when we are saying it, these meanings of these words should make sense in our head and we should have that reverence for the spiritual master Shri Prabhupada. All right. I think it's very long. Devotees are already upset. Ekadasi fasting and it's too long classes and uh, no. <laughs> you you may be, others are not. So now, we will end here and I thank everyone who has joined offline and online. In fact, I am very much uh, happy to see there are 66 people online, ever uh, biggest. I thank everybody who has come and uh, showing great interest in Srila Prabhupada. And yeah, I think we don't have much questions. Oh yes, I forgot that word, I wanted to explain this, okay, it's not over, Śrīla is remaining. Why we say Śrīla Prabhupāda? What is Śrīla? I wanted to explain this, I forgot. <clears throat> so, Prabhupāda actually explained, I am unable to take it out, I read it, but actually he said, it is actually two words, Shri shrimati and Leela. So, Shri means all opulence and Leela means pastimes. So, He is, just like Krishna, He is all opulence. Wherever there is Krishna, Yatra Krishna, Tatra Partha, Yatra Partha Tatra, Tatra, Shri, vijayo Bhutir, Dhruvanitir, Mathir, Mama. Wherever there is Krishna, there is full opulence. So, Prabhupada was with full opulence. You see, how many temples he opened, how many, how much, you know, 108 temples with 40 rupees he went. And forty million is not enough, you know, that much properties and books and devotees and everybody, you know, how much opulence. So, Sri and Leela, all what he did was pastimes. It is not out of karma. Whatever we are doing, all our activities are karma-based. Because of our previous karma, we are doing, we are forced to do what we are doing. But he has come on the order of Krishna to fulfill Krishna's desire. So, so these kind of uh, activities of pure devotees in the Lord is called Leela, pastimes, they are not ordinary work. So, he is blessed by the goddess of fortune, Sri. because goddess of fortune said what? I will only bless my devotee. Where is that verse? You give me a chance, I will never stop. I am sorry. So, here, 5.18.22, Bhagavatam. Sura rite you see O Supremely Unconquerable Lord This is Lakshmi herself who is Shri Shri means Lakshmi Shri Vatsa, you know. O Supremely Unconquerable Lord. Supreme, unconquerable Lord. When they become absorbed in thoughts of material enjoyment, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva as well as other demigods and demons undergo severe penances and austerities to receive my benedictions. But I do not favour anyone, however great he may be, unless he is always, always engaged in the service of your lotus feet. I will not bless anyone. Only a devotee I will bless. Lakshmi herself is saying, all opulence will be there for devotee. Because I always keep you within my heart, I cannot favour anyone but a devotee You can see practically in the example of which story? Sudama. When he went to Krishna, he was a poor Brahmana. But when he went there, Rukmini fanned him. Krishna was washing his feet and Rukmini who is Lakshmi herself was fanning him. Usually people do Ashtalakshmi puja and you know, what is it? Kuvera Lakshmi puja, whatever they want, just to get money, they will do whatever, you know, they will do. Parana, this Parana, just to get some little bit mercy of Lakshmi. But Lakshmi herself is serving Sudhama. That is how Lakshmi will serve the devotee, Shri. And La means Leela. is all his pastimes. All his activities are pastimes. So, Shri La. Shri La Prabhupada. That makes it complete. Alright. We'll stop here. Jai Sri La Prabhupada Ki. Jagat Guru Shila Prabhupada ki. Yeah. So, I hope everybody will take this seriously and um, take in this deeply and become very good disciple. Hmm? We need to understand also the Guru Vashtaka song, Guru Vandana song, which are very crucial for devotees, which is why Prabhupada gave those songs and right in the morning, first thing wake up, chant those songs because a disciple must know the meaning of this song. Then you know actually whom you are worshipping and how much we can never, some devotees leave the movement just like that for petty petty disagreements. Because they don't understand how much depth there is to this movement, how much depth there is to Prabhupada. They just don't understand, they just simply leave. They just leave the whole treasure and go away. Because they never understood. This is why we should understand these things, deeply. It's alright. Hare Krishna.